today. So uh, we're going to meet after church. So uh, if you would, put up for me Habakkuk 2.4 in the NIV, or the King James first is, is good. King James, and then we'll do the NIV. The last part of that, the just shall live by his faith, or the NIV says it this way, the righteous will live by his faith. How many righteous people do I have in here today? So we're all righteous people, so we're all going to learn to live by our what? Faith. Faith. I'm glad to hear you say it. So you're going to help me today, right? All right. Usher, stand up if you would, please, and pass out that little thing that you have. Do you have it? Whoever has them, pass them out as quickly as we possibly can. I mean, move as lickety-split, you know, as you can. Throw them if you have to, but get them out. Hand me a few of them. We can throw them up here if we have to. Get them, get them, get them going. Get them going. Everybody's going to be looking and thinking, what in the world is she going to do? She is so messed up. It is this. Oh, no is right. You know, I always have audience participation. I'm not one of those kind of preachers that you just sit back and you come to church and you think, oh, they're just going to, I'm just going to be bored and I'm going to sit here and, no, 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 no. Church is interactive with me. Yes. Yes. So uh, everybody please take one. Everybody, cameramen, sound people, everybody in the room take one. We're going to have a little activity here for just a minute. If you don't have one, raise your hand. Not yet. Don't do anything with it yet. Just hang on to it for just a second. And I know we got plenty, so. Come on, ushers. Snap to it. Snap, 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 snap. It don't matter if it's your section. Get them a balloon. Walk over there. Be, be bold. Be brave. Be strong. Get to it. Run. Jog. Do whatever you have to do. Get it done. Who doesn't have one? Raise your hand. Stand up. Jump. Run. I know we have plenty. Who's still missing one? Over here in this corner. Somebody get them some over there. I got one in my hand here if y'all need it. But I know we have we had should have over a hundred and something left. Okay, let's read this verse, if we can, Luke 8.22, or 8.25. You'll know the story. He talked to them, and they were in the boat, and they were going across to the other side, and the water began to fill the boat. And in verse 25, they awoke him in verse 24, because they were perishing. And he said to them in verse 25, what did he say? Where Where is your faith? Where's your faith? So that's what we're going to find out today. Where's your faith? So if everybody would please take your balloon and blow it up. When you're done, tie it off. When you're done, tie it off.
Okay. Now just hold on to that balloon for a little while. James 2. And we may hear that for a little bit. James 2 if we can. We're going to have fun in here today. King James Version, James 2. 14, sorry. What does it profit, my brothers, though a man say that he has faith and he has not works, can faith save him? Keep going, we're going to go way on down. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, Depart in peace, be you warmed and filled, notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Verse 17. Read that with me. Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believe that there is one God, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is what? Dead. Dead. Was Abraham, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar? See thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she received the messengers and she sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, read this last part, so faith without works is dead also. Okay? I'm going to read you this in two more translations, so just bear with me. Uh, Start in verse 17 in the NIV. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is what? Dead. Dead. But someone will say, you have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you My faith by what I do. Now, this is the Bible, right? Okay. You believe there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Oh, foolish man. Do you want evidence that faith without without deeds is useless? How many of you want evidence? Okay. Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous? For what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar, he didn't just think about it in his head. He had to actually do something. Do you know that faith in the head is dead? Huh? Say that with me. Faith in your head is dead. If you just have faith in your head that you're going to do something, it's what? If you don't actually do it, it's what? You can think about it from now till Jesus comes. And it's what? Dead. Do you understand that? Yes. Faith in the head is? Dead. Dead. You got to put an action to it. Yes. Now, I didn't get think that up. Just the second when I read that, that came out of my heart. Faith in the head is? Yes. Dead. Okay? This next verse you need to get. You see... That his faith, we're talking about Abraham now, and his actions working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. Wasn't just him thinking that he had to offer Abraham on the altar, I mean Isaac on the altar. He could have sat there all morning long and contemplated how horrible this was going to be, and what he had to do. But what did he actually have to do? 
he had to get up and he had to take his son and he had to build an altar and he had to put his son on that altar and he had to raise up that knife. That was his actions to his faith. Now, he could have sat there and thought about it and said, God, in my heart, I offer up Isaac to you. He's yours. I give him to you. I put him on your altar by faith. I give him to you. Would that have been faith? How many people in their hearts or in their heads do something and never actually put any actions to it? They just think because they think it in their heads and they do it with their supposed hearts. But they, so they think they prove their actions. They've actually gone through with the motions of it. But you know what? With God, He says, faith without actions, without actually doing something, is what? Faith in your head is what? Dead. Dead. Now, I didn't say that. Who said it? God said it. Okay? So then it says, your faith with your actions makes it complete. It it finishes your, your faith. It brings it to pass. It completes it. It makes it come to pass. Would he have ever seen it come to pass? Never. This next verse is what brings me great joy in my heart, and it should you. Think about it. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. Now read this last part with me. And he was called God's friend. Without faith, it's impossible to do what? Please God. When he offered up Isaac and he put actions to his faith, he was then called what? A friend of God. Now let me read it to you from the Message Bible. And you know how that just reads like a book and I think it will help you a lot. All right. It says, Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, you come up on an old friend dressed in rags and half-starved and say, Good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ. You thought it. In your mind, right? I hope they get some food. I'm going to pray for them that they get some food. Did you do anything? Y'all got quiet. Hey, I didn't say this. The B-I-B-L-E said it. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? It's obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense. I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, sounds good. You'll take care of the faith department and I'll handle the works department. Not so fast. You can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from works. Faith and works, works and faith fit together, hand in glove. Do I hear you professing to believe in the one and only God? But you observe complacency sitting back as if you had done something wonderful. That's just great. Demons do that. But what good does that do them? Use your heads. Do you suppose for a minute that you can cut faith and works in two and not end up with a corpse on your hands? Dead. Wasn't our ancestor Abraham made right with God by works? When he placed his son Isaac on the sacrificial altar, isn't it obvious that faith and works are yoked partners? That faith expresses itself in works. That the works are works of faith. The full meaning of believe in the scripture sentence, Abraham believed God and it was set right with him. It was set right with God. Includes his action. Say that with me. Includes his action. It's that mesh of believing and acting 
that got Abraham named friend God's friend. It is it not evident that a person is made right with God not by barren faith but by faith fruitful in works. The same with Rahab the Jericho harlot wasn't her action in hiding God's spies and helping them escape that seamless unity of believing and doing what counted with God? That very moment that you separate body and spirit, you end up with what? A corpse. Separate faith and works and you get the same corpse. At some point, when you're acting in faith and you're going along, And God has you, okay? He says, believe for this vehicle. Believe for your healing. Believe for your marriage to be better. Believe for your kids to change. Believe for this. Believe for that. At some point in that process, something has to be acted upon. Something has to be to where you see a natural thing here. You see this step. Everybody see these steps? You see these steps and you can walk out on these steps. And they are support underneath you. But at some point in time, you have to take the step to where that there's nothing out underneath you but faith. You don't see anything that will hold you up in the natural You don't see any, okay, it's like a bridge. You know how when you have a bridge, you've got this supports underneath it that's going across the water? That is, your faith is those supports that's carrying you across those, across the water. That's what your faith is. But you will never truly be in faith until you step out into nothing. You don't have any reason just to take that step. You're stepping out, and there doesn't seem to be any ground there. There doesn't seem to be any reason for you to say, I call my body healed. Nothing in your body has changed. You still feel this pain. It's going, uh, 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 uh. Your bills are not paid. You still have every bill that you had the day before. But you look at those bills and you say, I call my bills paid. I call my bills paid. Well, they still look exactly the same way as they did before. But what you're doing is you're looking at God and you're saying, God, I'm doing this by faith. It doesn't look like anything has changed to me in this natural realm. It doesn't look like my body's changed. It doesn't look like my bills have changed. But because of you... I'm going to step out and I'm going to say that things are changing. I'm going to put an action to my my faith. I'm going to begin saying this has changed. I'm going to begin... Say you had a problem with your foot. And you say it's been hurting you. You don't want to do something dumb, but you want to go and do as far as you absolutely can. You don't want to just say, okay, my foot's hurting a little bit, so I'm going to sit down for the rest of my life because my foot's hurting a little bit. The action that you would have is, if you can wiggle your toes, you start wiggling them. And you wiggle, and you wiggle, and you wiggle, and you never stop wiggling. And you push it to the maximum of that wiggle. That is your act of faith. Say you've been sick. And you have, you've been barely able to get your breath to walk. You can't walk from the bedroom to the kitchen to get your breath. How do you start acting by faith? Well, maybe you can't walk very far. What you do is you get up and you start making your bed. You use an act of faith. You don't just sit there and say, I can't do anything. Well, yes, you can. You can use your arms. Maybe you can't walk, but you can use your arms and you can start sitting, kneeling down beside the bed if you have to and make it. Amen. You put an action to your faith. You do everything that you can to the maximum that you can do 
and then God will meet you there, just like he did Abraham. He didn't know God was going to meet him and supply that ram in the thicket. He did everything he knew to offer the sacrifice of Isaac. He went to the maximum that he could. He got his son. He took him up the hill. He built an altar. He put him on the altar. He did everything that his flesh could absolutely do as far as that was concerned. He went to the maximum realms that his flesh could do. Then when he was done, as far as absolutely he could, his flesh could do, then God met him. But what, what people are doing is they are going this far, and their flesh will actually go this far, and they're saying, God, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. Well, no, you're not. If you're only going this far, and you can actually go this far. Okay, let's take a look at your balloons. First off, don't raise them up yet. How many of you will be straight and hold up your balloons and you didn't even blow it up at all? Raise up your balloon. Hold up your hand. If you didn't blow it up at all, if you couldn't blow it up, didn't blow it up any at all. Anybody? Yeah, you blew, you blew yours up. I mean, didn't blow the balloon up at all. Zero. It's still flat. No air in it at all. Is there anybody in here? Back here. Okay, we've got one. We got two. We got two. Didn't blow it up at all. Okay, what about you blew it up maybe the size of a baseball or a little bit bigger, softball? Hold it up. Yeah, look. Look, look. Look. Hold them up. Hold them up. Yeah, hold them up. Hold them up high. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. Now, what about if you blew it up the size of a basketball? Yeah. Now, what about, we had a lot of those. Now, you see how they're all different sizes in here? Now, what about if you blew it up too far and it popped? <laughs> Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Yeah, we've got a few. We've got a few. That went too far. Went too far. Let me read you this story. <laughs> Let me read you this story. I think you're going to enjoy this. You're going to understand why the balloons. In 2 Kings 13, chapter, uh, 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 15. Elisha was talking to the king of Israel, and this is what he said. Elisha said to him, take a bow and arrows. This is King James. And he took unto him a bow. You can just hold your Bibles. It's hard to hold a balloon in a Bible. You can see it on the screen. He took to him a bow and some arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, put thy hand on the bow. And he put his hand on the bow. And um, Elisha put his hands up on the king's hands. And he said, open the window eastward, and he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said to him, the arrows are the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians and Apec till thou have consumed them. Now listen to this next part. And he said, Take the arrows, and he took them, and he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice, and stayed, or stopped. And the man of God was what? What does wroth mean? Mad, angry, upset, not happy with him. And said, Thou should have smitten, what? Five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas thou shalt smite Syria but three times. Then what happened? Elisha died. Mrs. Moore, what does that mean? 
What that means is the man of God was getting him to use his faith. He was trying to get him to act out his faith. It's what you do when you don't know why you're doing it. You didn't know why you were blowing up this balloon. You had no clue why you were blowing up this balloon. Some people didn't blow it up at all. That's how people's faith are a lot of times. Some people, God will say, do this. They won't even try. They won't even try. They won't even try to blow it up. Maybe they don't feel physically able to blow it up. But you know what? If God told you to do something, you can do something. If he told you to do something, guess what? He knows your body better than you. He knows your finances better than you. He knows your brain. He told Moses to speak. Moses said, I can't. Did that make him happy? No. He knew Moses. He knew what he could do. He knows you. He knows the faith he's given you. He knows where you are. He knows your capabilities. Then others took it, and they blew it just a little bit, like this king. He only smote it three times. Now, I'm not saying that that balloon represents something of faith in your life, but what if it did? What if just like this king, he said smite the ground? Now, what if he had smitten the ground 20 times? What if he had just went and just kept smiting the ground? He would have killed off those armies so many times there wouldn't have been nothing left of them. What if this particular balloon represents the area of faith you're believing for? I think he might get his. Do you understand what I'm saying? People put forth effort at different levels. And some people go out beyond what God says and explode. Huh? They're going to do what God says and they're going to go beyond what he says. And some people are going to try just a little bit. And, and I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just trying to use it for an example. Maybe you had, didn't have enough hot air today. Maybe some people had more hot air. I don't know. But, but this is, okay, take example. We, last week, or the last time I spoke, we talked about faith being like muscles. How many of y'all remember that? Okay. How many of you ever seen a newborn baby? How many of you have never seen a newborn baby? Well, because only part of you raised your hands while I'm doing that. So I'm going to assume everybody in this room has seen a newborn baby, right? Have you ever seen a newborn baby that didn't have any muscles? A newborn baby that had zero muscles. A newborn baby has muscles. Is that correct? They have them. They're just teensy. They're itsy bitsy teensy weensy. I mean, if we were to bring a baby in here right now from the nursery, you would see they have the same muscles that you have all over their body. What's the difference with their muscles and your muscles? They've never used them. They've never used them in their life. What's the difference in your faith and Brother Copeland's faith? Huh? Never used it. It's been used quite a bit more. He's put actions to his faith more instead of just thinking them in his head. To him, $10, billion, $10 million is like to you $10. Why? Is it because God loves him more than he does you? Oh, I've got to tell you this. I've got to tell you this. Pete and Christine, stand up. Where are they? Stand there. They gave me, I'm going to tell on them. They gave me these Turvis tumblers for my birthday. They, the Turvis tumblers say, I'm 
God's favorite, Phyllis Moore. <laughs> they may be my favorites right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you what, they are the coolest cups. They're these, I've taken them everywhere I go, and everybody says, what's that? I said, mm-hmm, just look. <laughs> Keith said, oh, no. <laughs> I take it, but Brother Copeland is not God's favorite. <laughs> I'll tell him to his face. He's not. But maybe he's used his faith more than you have. But what you have to do is, when it seems like something crazy is going on in your life, maybe you're sick in your body, maybe you don't feel good today, what you do not want to do, now listen to me carefully, what you do not want to do, if you really want to be a faith person, is you do not want to lay in that bed. That is the very last thing you want to do. And you don't want to talk the problem. You don't want to talk about how sick you are. You don't want to talk about how bad your money situation is. You don't want to talk about how bad your kids are. You don't want to talk about how bad your body is. You don't want to talk about how bad your teenager is. You want to talk faith. Maybe you can only work for, I mean, you get just, how many of you have heard Brother Hagin's testimony? It's an amazing testimony. He was raised up off of a deathbed, and he could barely walk. He was skin and bones. He was like, I think he said 86 pounds at a 16-year-old boy or something like that. And as soon as he got well, he started walking to school, and people would walk by him. He said he was walking along. He said, I look like death warmed over. And he said people would stop, and they would offer him a ride. And he said his body would say, get in that car. You know you don't feel like walking. You know you don't feel like walking. Get in that car. Let him give you a ride. But he said his spirit man inside of him would say, if you get in that car, you're going to die. Because it's the first step to conformity to this flesh. He said, you're up off that bed. Do you want to go backwards? So he'd walk. He'd say, and then he'd get to school. And he'd say, the teachers would tell him, now, Brother Hagen, we know. We know you've been sick. And we know that your classes are upstairs. So we'll get the teacher to come down here and give you your schoolwork so you don't have to climb those stairs with the other kids because we know you're not feeling well. And he said, the devil said, say yes. Say it'll be okay. He said, but his spirit inside of him would say, no, 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 no. And he'd just raise up, he said in a loud voice and say, no, I'm not sick, I'm well. A well person can climb those steps. What is he doing? He's putting action to his faith. He's putting action to his faith. The minute you give in to something... The minute you say, I'm sick, I don't care if you just threw up 26 times. The minute those words come out of your mouth, I'm sick, guess what? I'm sick. I don't care if they diagnosed you with cancer. I don't care if they diagnosed you with a brain tumor. I don't care if they diagnosed you with lupus. I don't care if they diagnosed you with the worst disease that there's no cure for. Never let those words come out of your mouth. Say, I call my body healed. I call my body healed. And you do everything that you physically can do. If all you can do is walk around the bed, then you get up and you walk around that bed. If all you can do is stand by the sink and lean over and wash that one bowl, you wash that one bowl. And what you'll end up doing is you'll be putting faith to your actions. You'll begin seeing yourself get stronger and stronger and stronger. And you'll begin to stand up straighter. And it's the same way with your bills. You say, I've got bills. It doesn't say, I can't pay them. I can't pay them. Well, maybe the bill's $100 and you only have 10 Pay the 10 Call them and say, hey, look, I've got the 10 I'm paying this 10 Don't just think stuff with your mind. Put what? Action. 
action to it. Action. Don't just think you have a bad teenager. Say, I have a good teenager. Call them good. Tell people, I have the best teenager. You wouldn't believe what they did for me. Put actions to your faith. Don't just let it sit there dormant. Head faith is dead faith. Whatever you're believing for, get that body in line with doing something that puts faith actions to it. Make it do something. Make it get up. Make it say something. Make it move. If all you're doing, one of the greatest actions of faith is this mouth. You're either talking doubt or you're talking faith. You get up and you do something. If God's telling you to believe him for this, I know just even our own self in believing for these buildings and believing for all the things that we believe for, at some point in time, you've got to jump off that cliff. And you've got to say, it's like Brother Hagin on that bed. One point during his healing, he said, a well person ought to be out of bed. He's paralyzed from his waist down. But something inside of him said, a well person ought to be up by this time of the morning. He couldn't use the lower part of his body. He said, so what he did is that he had a four-poster bed. So he grabbed hold to that post. He drug himself. He grabbed hold of that post. He said, I stood there. My legs were dangling. I can see the vision of it in my head. He said, and I threw my legs off the side of the bed. And he said, I just hanging on with the upper part of my body. He said, and I call my body well. By Jesus stripes, I'm healed. And he started making confessions over his body. He said, and all of a sudden, he said, it felt like somebody took a warm bowl of honey and just dumped it over his head. And he said, it was the anointing that fell over his head and came down over him. He said, all of a sudden, all the way down to his toes. He said, it hurt so bad, it felt so good. Well, that's the same way with you. You can't just sit there and expect things to change in your life. You have to put actions to your faith. You have to act out what you're believing for. You have to do something. You can't just expect this balloon to blow up itself. The reason I gave you this balloon is for you to think about it when you're thinking about your faith. It is just exactly like that. It is like you having a dead balloon. What was it like when you got it? Flat, limp, dead. What does it look like now? Looks alive. It looks like it's full of life. Does it not? Big difference between the two. Right? Think about that being your faith. You've got to put some action to it. You've got to blow it up. You have to do something. With your insides, you have to do something. Now listen to this. I know it's in here, so we'll find it. Just a second. Matthew 25, verse 20. And you all know this, but I want to remind you of it. King James. It's about the talents. And he that received five talents came and brought another five talents. And the Lord said, uh, Thou deliverest unto me five talents, and behold, I gained five more beside it. And then he goes on, and he says to the one that gained two talents, Lord, thou delivered unto me two talents, and I gained two other talents. But verse 24, Then he which had received one talent said to the Lord, I knew thou were a hard man, reaping where you had not sown, and gathering where you had not strong, and I was afraid, and I went and hid my talent in the earth. What did the Lord say to him in the next verse? I'm pleased with you because you saved it up. You were not extravagant. You didn't go off and do something crazy. He said, you wicked and slothful servant. I believe God would rather see somebody step out in faith and blow it, then somebody sit in their house and never even try to use their faith for anything. 
He called Abraham his friend. How many of you want to be God's friend? That God will talk to you and share things with you and do things with you. Well, if that's the case, you can't be this. He gave every man a measure of faith. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now, mustard seeds are really, really tiny. It doesn't take a lot. You can move a mountain into the sea. But you got to start somewhere. You start by saying things with your mouth. You start by... Okay, how many of you in here have um, a part of your body you've been having trouble with moving? Stand up. Stand up. We're just going to do it. Stand up. Your foot, your back, your back's been tight, your eyes been uh, tight, uh, your neck's been tight... Stand up. Don't be ashamed. Hey, today's a healing day. It's an action faith day. It's a day God wants to do something for you. I mean, I can feel faith all over this place. Can you feel it? It's tangible in here today. All right? How many of you in here say you couldn't bend over and touch your toes? All right? Bend over and touch your toes. Just do it right where you are. Somebody move out of his way. Give him some space there. Bend over. Look at that. Look at him. Your legs are too long. I believe it. Bend over. Do it. Do it. How many? Whatever you couldn't do, do it right now in the name of Jesus. Do it. Do it in the name of Jesus. Bend your neck. Touch your toes. Twist around. Do it. Don't just stand there. Do it. Everybody, everybody in your chair do it, be doing something. Twisting so they don't seem so obvious. You know, it kind of feels weird when you're standing up alone. Do. Do. Put action to your faith. Don't sit down. Do it. The anointing is here healing stuff. I don't care if you can barely stand up. If you've got to have two people to hold you up, get up. Get up. Let's get something working in these bodies. This is action. This is how the anointing works in people's bodies. People try to over-spiritualize and over-hoodoo stuff. But this is how God works. He means you got to do something with it. you got to do it. How many of you can already feel something working in your body? You can feel it. It's, it's happening. I can feel it in here. It's happening. Things are changing in people's bodies. You don't need somebody praying for you. I mean, it's just going to loosen. And, the, and it's that warm honey. It's just going to get in there. And it's going to start oochie-coochie and in there. Necks are going to start loosening up. Headaches are going to start going away because you're going to start batting your eyes. And all that pressure is going to go away. That's what's going to happen. Okay, you can sit down. How many of you believe in for an answer on something? Stand up. Believe it for an answer on something. Stand up. We're going to put some action to it. An answer. A-N-S-W-E-R. Answer. Do I talk too fast for y'all? Answer. On anything. On your money. On your children. Okay? You're going to need to... The rest of you are just going to pray in the Spirit so we can muffle out what they're saying. Okay? What I want you to do is I want you to put action to it. Maybe you're, it's cancer and it wasn't something you couldn't move. Say, I'll call my body healed when we do this. The others, I want you to say, I speak the answer into existence. It's on the way. I'll know what to do. God's showing me what to do. I'm no longer confused. I have the answer. Now sit down. Now look at me, I mean through those big eyes. Don't say one more time, I don't know what to do. Don't say it again. All you say is, I got the answer, it's on the way. 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 I got the answer. It's on the way. We're putting faith. We're putting actions to work in our lives. That 
is what simple faith is about. It's about you, you going as far as you possibly can go. All right? How many of you in here are believing God for money? How many of you? I think that's every hand in the room. All right? Everybody in here get something out. I don't care if it's a penny. Get something out. Get a penny out. If you don't have a penny in your purse or billfold, get a nickel out. Get a dime out. Get a dollar out. If you don't have nothing, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you don't have nothing on you. Right? Don't be ashamed. Right? I'm on everybody involved. You may not have your billfold. Maybe like them. They may not have brought any cash in. Go get my purse back there if you have to. We'll get some people. I want to get in on this. Somebody get my purse. Y'all think I'm kidding this morning. We are acting on our faith. We're putting actions to it. We're going to see some results. We're going to have so many testimonies in here. We don't know what's going on. We're going to be healed. We're going to have the answers to what's going on in our minds. We're going to have money coming into us. We're going to know what to do. He's going to bring me some real money. I'm going to sow it to some of y'all. You're going to say, wait a minute, don't sow it yet. Hang on to it. Don't sow it yet. I want to, I want to do this. I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part. I want to get in on this. I can't not just not get in, but I'm going to receive yours. That's what I want to do. I can't. You think I'm going to let y'all sow in? I'm not. Let's see. I got a... Dan says I need a flashlight in this thing. Let's see here. Here we go. I found it. I send them to get stuff out of my purse for me sometimes. And they're like, oh, my word, it'll be an hour before I can find it. And there goes my phone tinging. What a service. Y'all never thought y'all would see this, did you? Well, here we are. Here we are anyhow. All right. Y'all just happened to sit on the front row today. Here we go. 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 We sowed some seed today. All right. So who else doesn't have seed in here today? Y'all don't have any seed? Oh, we got to get in on this. We got to get in on this. Who else doesn't have any seed? Somebody in the back. Anybody back back there? I'm not going to have time to walk back. Somebody give them a dollar or a quarter or something. Somebody get some seed in their hand. Oh, well, no, you got you got to have more than a penny. Let's see. I'll give you some money. Y'all got seed? Seed? Everybody's got seed, right? Who doesn't have seed? Raise your hand. Somebody over there, get some seed in their hand. 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 All right? Get some, y'all all got seed in your hand, right? Seed. Seed. All right? All right, we got it. Stand up. Stand up. Now I want you to I want you to now listen to me carefully. This is the most important thing. Choir, y'all are not exempt. Y'all all got seed? Band? I'm gonna sow your seed, okay? Get up here and give them seed. Somebody get, get y'all can have an opportunity to get on the platform. Here you go. Seed. Seed. Everybody got seed? Seed, seed, seed. Whoop. There goes their faith. Seed, seed, seed. Seed, seed, seed. Whoop. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. All right. Seed, seed, seed. Everybody's got it? Anybody else lacking? Be careful, be careful. Now, this is the most valuable and important thing you're going to do. Listen to me carefully. Don't just turn to your neighbor. Don't just turn to the closest person to you. This is not a game to me. Now, you see how serious I am about this? Check your heart. 
Do you know what that means? Look inside of you right now. And that seed you have in your hand, be led as to who you're supposed to give it to. They may be a cameraman. They may be a person on the other side of the room. But every person, if we do it properly, every person in this room will have received seed before we get out of here. Are you ready? Do it. Be led. Be led. Be led. Okay. Be led. Glory to God. Seed, seed, seed. Seed, seed, seed. Seed, seed, seed. Seed, seed, seed. You may say, Miss Phyllis, you are the weirdest lady I've ever met in my life. Faith puts action to things. It puts action. It puts action, action, action. Okay? Now I want to see who in here. Sit down for just a minute if you've sown your seed. Who in here? Stand up if you did not receive any return on your seed. Stand up. Stand up. All right? Somebody, sow to them. We're going to get this done right. Somebody, sow seed to them. Now, make sure you keep some seed. Make sure you don't give it all away. Somebody, sow to them. Here. Keep some seed. Keep some seed. You got some seed? Got some seed? Who doesn't have any? Y'all got seed? Seed? You got seed? You got seed? Okay, if you got something, you can sit down. When you get something, sit down. Somebody else sow to these people quickly. Quickly, quickly. I want y'all to get in on it. Sow, sow, sow. Keep a seed and sow a seed. Keep a seed and sow a seed. If you've got a seed, sit down. Keep a seed and sow a seed. Anybody missing? Glory to God. Now, what that means is every person in this place currently has seed in the ground. God said he would provide seed to the sower. Now, if you will take that seed that you've got and continue to sow it, it will multiply. But if you eat it, what's going to happen? Huh? If all you do, now listen to me carefully. If all you do is take that seed that you have in your hand right now and sow it and never spend it, and every return that comes off of that seed Prove me, God says, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, you won't have room enough to receive. That's the only place in the Bible that I know that God says, prove me. So let's prove him. You want to? That seed that you have in your hand, how much you got in your hand? A dollar? I want you to take that dollar at some point, doesn't have to be today, and I want you to sow it. And I want you to watch for the return on that dollar. And I want you to sow it. And then watch for the return on that and sow it. And watch for the return on that and sow it. And it's going to become to a point to where the windows of heaven will be opened in your life that you won't have room enough to receive it. But you've got to watch for the return and not eat your seed. You've got to watch for the return. Say it with me. 
I gotta watch the return and not eat my seed. Now, the returns come in all kind of different ways. It might be a $5 extra on your paycheck. It might be somebody comes up and hands you $5. It might be uh, you get a discount on something. It might be all kind of things. But watch for the return on your seed. And if you'll re- sow that. Now, I didn't make you sow that into me. Did you see that? Or into the church. I made you sow it into each person. Because you may need something for your house, or you may need a piece of clothes, or you may need a this, or you may need a that. You're sowing your tithes and offerings. If you sow your tithes, if you're giving your tithes on a regular basis, I didn't intend to go this direction at all, but it's part of faith. If you sow your tithes, Malachi says the devourer is rebuked. It says he's rebuked. Your tithes are 10%. I know some people don't believe in it, but I believe in it greatly. If I get a spot on a blouse, if Keith gets a spot on a tie, if I lose something, anything, anything. I texted Rob. I just thought about it. I texted Rob about an earring. Did I lose that earring? I have it on, Rob. Did you notice? I never lose anything because the devourer is rebuked. Keith will say, Phil, just throw that shirt away. It ain't that big a deal. It's all, I never, I, no way. I'll clean it up and then I'll throw it away. Because I don't let the devourer have anything of mine. Because I know I sow my ties. So what you did today, if you've been sowing your ties, is that's clear seed. That's offering. To me, that's what the tithe is about. It means the devil can't steal anything of yours. He can't break anything of yours. He can't destroy anything of yours. Your stuff will outlast everybody around you. That's what the tithe is about. That Why do you think the devil tries to fight you over it so bad? Because he wants to destroy your clothes. He wants to destroy your stuff. He wants you to lose everything. He wants your car to break down. He wants you to have to fix your refrigerator and your washer and your dryer. And you're always having to call a repair man. And you're always having to take your car to the shop. Not only does that steal your car parts, but it steals your time. And that's why he don't want you to tithe. He don't care if you tithe. He could care less if you tithe. It's about you. He wants you aggravated and you tied up in knots and you not being able to have anything. But the minute you give your 10%, then he is bound. You can go to him and you can say, No, no, devil, you can't have my shoes. That heel ain't breaking. It's going to fix. Yeah, whatever you have to do. My glasses, I'm going to find them in about an hour. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. Here they come. I'm telling you, the devil, he could care less about these things. What he cares about is you and you not having anything. So once you get your tithe done, you start devouring it out. I'll find that. I'll have that. And he's, he's rebuked. Then what you did today was all offering. So you get to claim whatever seed that you sowed into. Whatever, I mean, whatever ground that you sowed into. Some 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 fold. Some people don't believe in 100 fold, but I've seen corn produce way more than 100 fold. How many of you? You know? So be believing for it. Acting on our faith. We are putting actions to what we are believing for. Okay, we're going to do one more action. Are you ready for it? Every married couple in here, stand up. Get to your spouse, Rob. Choir, get to your spouse. Every married couple, get to them. I know I hated this stuff too, but this is important. It's important to put actions to our faith. It's important. The devil doesn't like it when we do this kind of stuff because if we do it, he can't have any place in our lives because faith with actions is alive. Just like faith without actions is dead, faith with actions is what? And it works. 
If faith without actions doesn't work, then faith with actions what? Works. Right? Are you putting actions to your faith? All right, then look at your spouse. Tell them you love them. Love them, love them, love them, love, 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 love some of them. Yes, 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 you do. You love them. Doesn't matter what's happened. I love you. I love you. I love you. Look at them. You can at least look at them. You married them. Dear me, you can at least look at them. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you think you're supposed to be getting a divorce tomorrow. Look at them in the eye and say, I love you. With the love of the Lord. You can love somebody with the love of the Lord even though you don't think you romantically like them anymore. Love them, love them, love them. You love them. And that's a faith act. You can be seated. And if you do that every day, your love will go... And it will begin to grow and grow and grow and grow. Because you're putting actions to it. And begin to do things that love would do. What would love do? It would say nice things to them. Everybody thinks romantic things are different. I think stupid things are romantic just to cook together. You don't have to go on some big big expensive date. You know, just stand in the kitchen and make him stir something. talking about just being there together doesn't have to be some expensive something or another just being and doing something together as Keith says is romantical that's faith in action it's doing something and that's what we have to do so I want every person in here to close their eyes for 30 seconds Now, I want you to think of something in your life, besides what we've done in here today, that you have not applied your faith to. It's been bothering you. I got one. I was talking to Keith about it yesterday. Still. Got it? Now, I want you to think of an action that you can put with it. Think of an action that you can put with it. Good. Okay? I'll help give you some help in case you're thinking of it. You're believing for a new car? Wax the one you got. Clean it up. Get it ready to sell. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're believing for a new house. Get that one in tip-top shape, ready to sell. You're believing for new clothes? Sew a bunch of clothes. I mean, there's so many actions that you can put with your faith. Get to it. How many of you got a faith in an action you're going to do now? Yes, yes, yes. Faith pleases God. We are faith people. And if we start this and we do it right, we will have so many faith results and we won't have to be pretending we're in faith. We will actually have faith results that the whole world is hungering to see. We'll be out beyond everybody else. We won't have to be pretending like, oh, we've got this nice house and this nice car, but then if they happen to see our bank account or they happen to see our credit cards, they're going to say, that ain't faith. That's foolishness. We want the true, real thing. Do you want it? Can you say amen? Amen. You can pop your balloons or give them to the kids when you get done. Stand up with me if you would, please. I hope you had a little bit of fun today. I think church should be fun. I think it should be enjoyable. I hope you learned something. hope you didn't laugh too much at my tote sack here. And um, But I believe God is a fun God. I don't believe that He's a God that just takes things and tells us to do things without giving us simple advice on how to do it. You know, some recipes that you're going to cook, people make them so complicated. I've seen people that say, I'm going to cook spaghetti or something. I can go home, and I don't know of most meals that I can't cook in an hour. I mean, I can cook gumbo from scratch in two hours, you know, and and I don't know most meals that I can't cook really quickly. But I've got friends, if they're going to cook a meal... It's going to take them three days. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm telling you, it's going to take them three days to do it. 
they're going to do this and they're going to do this. And, and I'm like, you know what? There ain't no meal in the world worth taking three days to cook. <laughs> I'm telling you, three days of your life for one meal? It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Ladies? Yeah. Amen. Men? Mm-hmm. Amen. It can't be that good. It can't be that good. And, and some of you are looking like, yes, it can. I know, it can. <laughs> because there's more important, valuable things in your life. But God wants faith things to be that simple. It is not hard. If it appears hard to you, somebody has complicated it. Somebody has made it hard. The things of God are so simple that the kids in those first grade classes back there can understand it. In the nurseries can understand it. Faith is an act. And all it takes for you to make faith work is to see whatever the situation is and put the action that goes with it. Apply the action that goes with it. The faith, apply the action. Faith, apply the action. Faith, apply the action. And you'll get results every time. And keep that mouth going in the right direction. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Dan, come on.